Hello everyone, my name is Jonathan Hewitt and welcome to the Conservative Voice Show. Your place for honest, controversial, and the hottest in political conversations. So there's a new law in Michigan that will require patrons to provide their phone numbers before entering bars and restaurants. The FBI becomes a political weapon. And finally, we will go over everything that there is to know going into tomorrow's election. At the end, I'll also give you my prediction on the Electoral College, and I'll link down below in the show notes an electoral map that I made. So make sure to stick around. This is the Conservative Voice Show. All right, so the governor of Michigan, Gretchen Whitmore, has continued with her antics over the weekend, announcing that there will be a new mandate that will accompany the mask mandate in our state. So remember that most states, counties, municipalities, all have mask ordinances to try to slow the spread of the coronavirus. This has been going on for months now, at least where I live. But she now requires a law that will, I'm sorry, she now has a law that will require patrons of bars and restaurants to provide their phone number prior to entering. Due to an alleged spike in COVID cases that are resulting from patrons visiting those restaurants. So, I don't know about you guys, but that's absolutely crazy. Like, absolutely ridiculous. So, you want me to social distance. You want patrons to wear masks when entering and exiting the business. And now you want them to give out personal information with it. That is crazy town, guys. That is absolutely insane. So, according to Fox News, restaurants are already operating at 50% capacity and following all the rules and regulations. In an article written in Fox News by Bree Stimson, The new rule was put in place by the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services on Thursday and also includes limiting indoor gathering without fixed seatings, like in restaurants, to 50 people and individual tables to six people, the Detroit News reported. Restaurants in the state currently operate 50% capacity and servers are struggling with customers who don't like the current restrictions. Scott Ellis, executive director of the Michigan Licensed Beverage Association, told Fox 17. He worked with the state on the restrictions, but said his association doesn't agree with the contact tracing method. Our frontline servers have already had trouble dealing with the mask and mandates and mandating masks, he said. We did de-escalation training and all kinds of other things to help with that, and now we're taking to the next level. We have to gather someone's personal information. He added, I think when you're going to sit down at a restaurant, you just don't expect someone to take your name and phone number because you're coming to have a drink or a burger. And I absolutely agree with him. 100%. It is absolutely ridiculous. So as of today in Michigan, if you want a beer, if you want a burger, a pizza, or any other food at a restaurant, you have to provide them with your phone number. My first question is, what happens if I don't give it to them? Are you gonna refuse me service? Second, 
that caused out a lot of safety concerns for me. When you think about this, what can you get from people's phone numbers? You can find people's tax records, their name, their addresses, what property they own, social media accounts, and so much more. Like, servers have already had a hard enough time with the damn mask mandate, and now you're gonna require them to give you personal information? Next thing you know, Michigan's gonna start assigning people numbers, like, for crying out loud, to track them. Like, you're gonna have like a number, like a barcode or something, like, tattooed on you if you had COVID or not, to try to track you. Michigan lawmakers and Governor Whitmore are out of freaking control. Like, absolutely out of control. There are tons of states around the country where there have been COVID cases linked to restaurants and not a single damn one of them are requiring you to give their phone number for tracing and tracking purposes to servers at restaurants. That's ludicrous. All right, so also over the weekend, a Biden campaign bus was surrounded by a group of Trump supporters on the highway. I'm sure you've all seen it. It's been trending on every social media platform, Facebook, Twitter. There's a Biden bus that has a bunch of vehicles around it sporting Trump flags. Well, the FBI announced that they would be launching an investigation into the incident. First of all, no one was injured and no one was hurt. And the fact that the FBI will investigate an incident that should have been handled, if anything, at the local law enforcement level, but refused to investigate the Biden laptop is, it, it just goes to show that the FBI is completely partisan and what they truly care about. In a report from Fox News, Florida Representative Matt Gates criticized the FBI decision to open the investigation on I'm sorry, in his Twitter. Representative Andy Biggs of Arizona also commenting about how concerning it is that the FBI has allegedly had, allegedly had Biden's laptop since at least December of last year, but has failed, one, to reveal that to the public, and two, at the very least, investigate it. You're having the potential of widespread corruption in the family of one of the presidential candidates and you haven't launched an investigation on it. But you're going to launch a federal investigation that is led by the highest law enforcement agency in the nation against a low-level stunt done by a bunch of vehicles driving in Texas. That just shows the pure partisan nature of the FBI. And not to mention your tax dollars are going to investigate things like this. Instead of investigating things like part of Portland being zoned off and put under anarchist control, widespread looting and rioting in Democrat-led cities, targeted violence against law enforcement. Those are all things that the FBI should be investigating, but instead are refusing to. But yet they want to launch this investigation. It's absolutely insane. So, of course, the left have lost their minds over what's being called the, quote, Trump train, asking why Trump supporters are so violent and rude. 
Because there not, has not been widespread violence, looting and rioting and by left-wing demonstrators in almost every major Democrat-led city around the nation. But it doesn't matter as long as the violence supports their narrative. Because the narrative and the agenda of the left is the only thing that matters to them. Nothing else matters. All right, everyone. So we're going to move on to probably the most important thing of today going into tomorrow's election. And tomorrow, I guess you can call it as doomsday, as we may call it this year, as the election results will not actually be known. So I don't know why we're calling it doomsday anyway, because the Supreme Court in both North Carolina and Pennsylvania have ruled that the mail-in ballots can be counted for an additional nine days after the election. Like I spoke last week, think about that. Just just think, that means November 12th. It may be November 12th before we know the results of this year's election. So let's say that everything goes the way that it's planned and that the election comes down to Pennsylvania deciding the president of the United States. That will mean that because the Supreme Court is now allowing nine days after the election day for mail-in ballots to be counted, it could be November 12th before we learn who the actual president is going to be of America. The next president of the United States may not actually be known until November 12th of next year. So, over the last weekend, both Trump and Biden have been on the campaign trail. But Biden is slowly showing the world and America that he is tired and is only really a corpse that's being propped up by the left as a stuffed animal animal representation of a moderate. Um, Speaking continued about Pennsylvania, we continue to see how important both candidates see Pennsylvania as, I'm sorry, how both candidates see how important Pennsylvania is. So President Trump over the last, uh, over the four days leading up to the election is visiting Pennsylvania at least four times on two different days. Uh, Vice President Joe Biden doing a similar thing, but is severely being outpaced. So the enthusiasm that Trump's campaign had in 2016 remains just as enthusiastic this year and is outpacing Joe Biden threefold. Over the weekend, the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette editorial board did something it has not done since 1972. And in the election of Nixon, it endorsed President Trump. It is the first endorsement of a Republican candidate since 1972. The editorial board says Biden, in quote, is too old for the job and fragile. And this has long like been known and long-standing thing that Joe Biden's mind is deteriorating. There is something just not right with him. Too often we see videos of him not being able to put together sentences or thoughts. But that is the exact same reason why the left does want him. That they know that he's weak and will not be able to hold off that radical left when he's in office. So the editorial board says that the endorsement mainly came because of Trump's pre-COVID 
economy, and his achievement of energy independence. And this is huge, right, when you think about it, especially seeing that in the last debate, Biden's comment about wanting to shut down the energy industry was going to have dire consequences for him. You now have one of the biggest newspapers in Pennsylvania, their editorial board, supporting Donald Trump because of his energy independence that was achieved. But the editorial board is not all positive for President Trump. They state, in quote, we share the embarrassment of millions of Americans who are disturbed by the president's unpresidential manner and character. So this is also true. Trump is not very presidential at the time. And quite frankly, needs to learn to hold his tongue. He needs to forego his Twitter and just stay on script. Scripted Trump is a very, very good Trump. But on the flip side of that exact same coin, a lot of his followers enjoy the rants and call out call outs that happen on his Twitter. And it just goes to show that if people think about Trump's personality and make their decision based on that, he will not get elected. But if people focus on the successes of his administration and his policies, he will get elected every single time over Joe Biden. So... According to the polls that were released yesterday, a victory in Pennsylvania could go either way as the polls are torn. In the most recent polls that were released yesterday has Trump up two points in Pennsylvania, bringing the RC, the Real Clear Politics average or the RCP average down to a four-point lead for Biden. Now, the polls may still have Biden up, but there is definitely a trend going in Trump's advantage, and that's what the Democrats are afraid of. As I say, Pennsylvania has been a very, very key point for both candidates. And in continuing on that same topic, Biden thrashed President Trump at a rally this weekend where he pretty much blamed the entire American COVID cases and deaths in America on Trump's mask wearing habits. So according to Fox News, former President Trump, Joe Biden, criticized President Trump's mask wearing habits on Sunday, telling the Pennsylvania rally that the impact of COVID-19 pandemic wouldn't have been as great if Trump had been better at wearing one. And I can tell you this, we wouldn't have 9 million confirmed cases of COVID in this nation. We wouldn't have over 280,000 dead and almost 9,000 here in Pennsylvania. We wouldn't be seeing those new record number of cases we're seeing every day now. Now, I don't know about you, but there's nothing that Trump's mask wearing would have done to stave off the cases in America. One, COVID-19 is here and it's never going away. Second, the more that we test, the more cases there's going to be. If we just stop testing, does that mean that the case count does not go up? Does that mean that no one's contracting the virus if we just stop testing people for the virus? No. The more people you test, the more positive cases you're going to have. So there's a new analysis report breaking from the pollster that accurately predicted Trump's 2016 election. And surprisingly, this, this was published by CNN. So the Trefal Group... Robert Cayley reports another Trump victory in 2020. According to CNN, the Trafalgar Group was the only pollster to accurately predict Trump's 
victory in 2016 and the midterm elections in 2018. So if this is true, the Democrats are going to be very, very upset come the election results this year. Now, as always, the polls are never 100% accurate. But like I said, last week's polls that are normally very left-leaning are even starting to show a trend in Trump's direction. So real quick, going over the Real Clear Politics polls released yesterday, Florida, the sub- this, I'm sorry, I can't talk. The Sesequana poll has Trump up one. St. Pete polls have Biden up one. The ABC News has Trump up two. The New York Times only has Biden up three in Florida. In North Carolina, Insider Advantage has Trump up four. The Emerson has a complete toss-up. The Traffle Group has Trump up two. In Pennsylvania, Emerson has Biden up. Insider Advantage has Trump up. Reuters has Biden up. In Georgia, the Insider Advantage and Emerson both have Trump up. In Michigan, the Insider Advantage has Biden up two. Travel Group has Trump up two. So they're in these major, major battleground states. We're seeing that it is either going towards a Trump trend or there's starting to become complete toss-ups in the polls. And this is what is going to be the difference in the election. So what does it all mean? Ultimately, it means it's going to be close. It means that the battleground states that were important last year are even more important this year. And both Trump and Biden need to win those battleground states if they're going to get elected. It means that people are starting to see that four more years of Trump's antics are worth his policies instead of four years under a Biden administration, which would destroy America. I still think there are a lot of quiet Trump votes that the polls do not reflect. And I think the left knows that. Hence why you do not have the left screaming of victory based on the early polling data. So as promised, here's my prediction. I'm predicting a 258 vote for Trump, 236 vote for Biden with 42 undecided votes. Those undecided votes being Michigan, Minnesota, and Ohio. Nonetheless, I think that Trump will walk away with the presidency, but it's going to come down to a very, very close margin. And speaking of Pennsylvania, even after the nine days allowed for the mail and voting, I think Donald Trump is going to walk away with Pennsylvania Dubai based solely on the, on the comment that Biden made in the second debate and the fact that People need to support their families, and they know that, that will be able to happen under a Trump administration. All right, guys, so that's it for today. It's definitely going to be an interesting day tomorrow, so make sure you check in tomorrow night as we see the rolling counts come in for the election. Also, make sure you follow on Twitter and Instagram for show updates and more. And as always, thank you all for listening. Stay safe, and God bless.